This is the Wizard's Nightshirt Podcast, episode 79, part 2, Electric Boogaloo. If you were uh, probably listening to the uh, part A before this, I assume you know that I'm Will, this is Rebecca, and this is Scott. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> yes, yes Will, they can Will see you pointed, gesturing. Will pointed to Rebecca when he said Scott, just to let you know. And also joining us. He's back. Moaning Frankenstein, so you could hear his lament of final time, at least on this podcast. <laughs> I have a feeling he'll never go away. He'll also live in our hearts forever. Well, when we left you at the end of the last episode, we had just talked about the Masters of the Universe movie, and uh, we didn't want to leave, you know, our podcast proper without giving a proper send-off to this, the Filmation series, because we have talked about many episodes. We've we spent watched a lot of time and a lot episodes. of our life with it. And yeah, so we, we wanted to just, I guess, give like a, a, a bit of a farewell and a wrap-up and kind of a thoughts and thoughts and feelings and reflections and stuff um because this has been a big part of our lives yes i mean for for a sense of scope of of what we've reviewed and and what all of our <laughs> listeners have uh, engaged with over time um we reviewed two seasons and 130 episodes of he-man which originally broadcast from 83 to 84 two seasons and 93 episodes of she-ra which ran from 85 to 86 plus a 1985 christmas special and the Motu movie, which was released in 1987. So we have been through a lot. <laughs> it felt more like 800 episodes. Right? Doing uh, some of those lightning know. rounds, it, it felt like, how many episodes did they make? And how that, many that, do I have to watch that, this That one week? week where we had to watch, like, three weeks in a row, we had, like, lightning episodes. Oh, it, was, it was wonderful. Yes, something I will say is that I'm, I'm really proud of us for sticking to an adult schedule in putting this show out every week without fail, if I could just give a toast, clink, 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 clink. That's mostly to Mr. OCD, who can use it for good sometimes. That's, you know, Will's doing, keeping us on schedule, and making sure that even though life comes up and, you know, we have things to do, we all have grown-up lives, we still were able to visit Eternia and Etheria yeah. every single week for like a year plus. <laughs> so congrats, Will, and kudos to you. Yes, yes, good, yes, yes. Thank you, Will. Good. You you do a lot more than I do on this episode. <laughs> no, so, so, well, if there was a word that I would use to describe Will, it is relentless. <laughs> That's the I word. I like it. I like it. That's the word. Well, you know, so. you know what? Our our podcast survived um, a computer blow up one week. Re- Rebecca was able to put a new computer together for us, so we didn't miss a week. That was that was crazy. We, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah computer computer things. tower traveled with us to hotel rooms to do editing and everything. So uh, so yeah. And I mean, life. You know, life goes on too. If I could be serious for a moment, I mean, like I have had two years worth of uh, you know conventions that I've been running mm-hmm. while while this is happening and all the lead up and build up to that. At the same time, you know, I've you have things happen in your own family. Like my mom had you know received a. 
uh, diagnosis of vascular dementia. We fought with that for a whole year, trying to figure out what was going on. We got her in nursing care. It is absolutely insane to think about all of these things happening in your life at the same time. Every freaking week, you got something to come to where it's like, you know what? I'm just going to be stupid for about an hour and talk about <laughs> the monstroids and the manchines and, uh, and uh, just have a good time. So I hope that wherever you are, uh, as you've been wa- listening to this podcast, you know, if it's your commute or... Uh, while you clean house or, you know, road trip or whatever. I hope that, you know, we've sort of uh, brought some sort of sense of uh, routine and pleasure to your life as well. I, you know, I, I suppose is the way to say it. And and, and you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Rebecca's trying to say. Well, Scott, that's not we exactly your day what I said. Every week. And I want to talk about it, about it more too, but I, one of the things I... I like about um, the show and, and shows that I listen to uh, also is that to me it's 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 in one hand on one hand it's an escape but also to me it makes me feel like more in touch with my actual self because I don't know if anybody else feels like this but when you go to your job for many hours a day you sort of feel like you turn off who you really are but to me this is a way to sort of send yourself like this is the stuff I like this is the stuff I like to think about this is making myself feel comfortable. So, you know, it, it might, just might make you feel, feel a little more in, in touch with, with yourself and, and not your obligations for a little while. Yeah. I mean, I have two young kids and family and extended family and everything else that I got to take care of. And it's been, yes. Scott mows a lot of people's grass. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does a lot of work. He's Plus. a hardworking man. Yeah, so it, it's just, it, it is like what I was saying, it's a nice, uh, sometimes it was hard to get everything, to get all the episodes watched and think about and notes and all that stuff, but <laughs> it was, you know, every week it's a nice escape and I get to do something that, you know, I enjoy. It's good. It, it, definitely. It will, it will, it will talk about, you know, some, some other things we're, 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 um, planning for in the, in the future too. But, um, I guess for, for now with, with that context, maybe we can take a look at the He-Man and She-Ra series overall and talk a little bit about, um, some highlights and, and where the story went and how well that did or uh, didn't line up with your expectations. I'm not sure what expectations I had of, you know, like, what did, I don't know what He-Man's going to be like. Um, You know, when I started watching this, I will say that, um, especially once you started recognizing the people who contributed certain scripts, um, there was a lot more elegance in the writing Mm -hmm. than I thought that there would have been, like, Mm -hmm. quite honestly. I I feel that She-Ra had some excellent episodes but then they had so much just junk here you go little goyles like they really junked it up a whole lot and that was disappointing but um there was a lot more meat to it i guess you know when it when all was said and done there were some stories that i thought were really really genuinely good and you know as an adult i've enjoyed it um i don't know how it holds up it, you just can't compare it to what kind of cartoons we have today you know, the level of sophistication that we've come to expect from shows that kids can watch and adults can watch, like Adventure Time or Steven Universe or whatever. 
But well, and those and those yeah. stories are more. Um, they're they're not all one offs either. There actually has has like a storyline throughout. Right. And I, and I think that's one thing that He Man missed is that. There they, wasn't there, there wasn't a continuing theme. They didn't yeah, they didn't have the benefit of continuity TV that we that that we have now. So, you know, a lot of, in a lot of ways those modern sophisticated shows are the product of shows oh, like He-Man yeah. uh, uh, proving the way. So, I almost think of He-Man more as um like an art piece or like like a painting where you sort of have to look at well, I'll be uh, obnoxious but like the the gestalt of it instead of you know <laughs> instead of the um you know the the episodic stuff because like rebecca was saying there was a lot of passion that went into it even in the design because yes i mean there was a lot of like the crass merchandising machine behind it but the actual creators cared a lot about you know frank frazetta and uh, conan stuff they're putting in here i mean if you read anything about the convention scene and everything i mean the the artists who made the toys and everything they lovingly created and named all this different stuff i mean there, there was some real heart in the series that maybe we didn't necessarily expect to see and the little bit of continuity that we did get to see was just basically the result of a handful of writers agreeing that there would be good point you like know, pa- paul then- dini making that through line that yeah. That was that was kind of kind of different, or the Granamere um, family of stories, or um, the guys who decided that uh, when they did Shira, they were going to they were going to do it with a, like a really solid like what was it like a three parter or something yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to do that. And, it was a five parter in the beginning, wasn't it? Oh, maybe so. Yeah, the, you know the. Yeah, by the time it was all yeah, really said and yeah. done, uh, ending with the battle, at, battle for Bright Moon, I believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like the first, it took it was the three parter to even get her to turn into Shira. Yeah. And then it was you know a full five parts to see like the full breadth of the series, which got me so excited. But then of course, you know, sadly. If, you know, some old man disappointed you, is what Some old man disappointed me. <laughs> Just like Santa Claus. <laughs> oh. Uh. But anyway, um, so again, surprised by the depth that did show up. And when it did, it was always a pleasant surprise. I never expected it, you know, but it, it was always nice to see it when it happened. And then, of course, there was, there was plenty of garbage in there, too. But, you know, it was the 80s. I think that pretty much sums up the 80s as a whole, anyway. Maybe, maybe uh, what are some of the things that um, stood out to you that you maybe uh, didn't expect or were uh, pleased to see them uh, deliver on? What's, what's, what's standing out for you in, in maybe He-Man especially? You talking just to Rebecca or both of us? Both, both of us. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. Scott, don't answer my question. <laughs> I got it. Uh, I, for me, uh, uh, character-wise... Just throughout, I think that they sometimes they added them haphazardly, but I think as a as a kid, getting the toy and then seeing them on screen and then making up your own storylines and mm-hmm. everything else and being able to play with them, I think it tied together really well. And I could see where where kids went bonkers over some of this stuff. And as an adult, it wasn't that bad either. There's a couple of characters that came out of nowhere, and you're like, like Moss Man, and you're like. All right. Well, I guess he's in the series now. I mean, like you know, like like introduce him or something. Like, hey, this is this is Moss Man. His he name, already had your phone. His number. real name's Steven. 
That's just like, did you ever have it happen in like middle school where like some friend that you had had a friend at like another school and then like their friend would just call you for some reason? They'd be like, you should call my friend because this is before yeah, the internet. Yeah, that's weird. That's how Mossman appeared. It was just like, hey, Mossman, you should call over at the palace and be friends with them. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, yeah. That was, that was one of the things that always cracked me up in the series. Uh, Scott always has an issue with people coming on the screen with no introduction. It's like somebody walking into your house that you haven't met yet. Like, what are you doing here? I don't know you. And and I remember you always hate that. It would, wouldn't just be like walking in. It would be like they would appear in your living room. You'd come around the corner and all of a sudden there's a guy in your living room. He's like, hey, hey, my name's, my name's Bob. He's and I'm, I'm a nice guy. I, I cut lawns and I, I do bushes and stuff. Right. And you're like... Okay. Because I remember even like the first episode of He Man, you were you were so upset. It's like, where do these people come from? How are we how are we starting? How is this happening? Well, that's and that, that's why I enjoyed. I, but that's why I enjoyed Shira so much because they actually had like uh-huh. a five arc series in the beginning. It was almost like a mini movie about how she started and how it ran. You know, like who her friends are and just like just like I gave you a whole gamut of everything. And you're like, okay, now I understand. Well, I like what you were saying about the um, the joy of having the action figures that uh, match what you were seeing on the screen because, you know, I think that sounded horrifying to a lot of people, which is why we had all those advertising rules with TV later. But that was a really magical feeling when you were a kid because it wasn't just like consuming more and more. You were building a world. There was like a whole... A culture and environment of like He-Man stuff that you were collecting. It was just a way to appreciate and engage with it more. You know, it didn't feel, at least to me, I don't, I don't think about it as like ugly consumption as much as I do. Just more ways to build something you you really enjoy. And then yeah, and that well, I mean, especially being a young kid like that and having such um, you know imagination and whatever else. Mm-hmm. I mean, now now there's you know they have whole. You know things that you can buy, like just like a whole. You can buy a whole world. It's like, it, no, I just, I just give me a piece of the world and some of the people, and then I can make up the rest. <laughs> like, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I, is seeing toys and stuff like that. Like, you know, and seeing my son and my daughter play with toys and you know do make up things and whatever else. It's just, it's real interesting. You know, some toys like it leads them too far, and then they can't. Be, they can't say like I'm like oh what you know what what's that person's name and they're like and they have to like look at the tag or like whatever else because it's like it's like to them it's like that's their name that's that's what their name was given oh, to me oh interesting yeah you know so it's like they can't like they, they give they it leaves give it no too room much. for them to come yeah, to it on exactly. their own yeah. yeah that makes sense yeah um well I guess as we were talking about the toys and stuff maybe uh. Was there any like particular characters that we want to talk about that we're super super fond of or that stand out to us from He Man? I I know I've even mentioned this pretty recently on the show, but I didn't expect to come away from He Man wanting the show to be Duncan. Uh-huh. Like Duncan. <laughs> and it's like it's like all of every episode just like now where your galoshes. Your friend's dead. <laughs> yeah. Duncan. And so I just I am I was surprised by how tenderly I feel about that Mm -hmm. character and it's you know you know speculate like why ever that is but um I mean he is a very a great foil for He-Man it's like in a funny piece of the puzzle obviously 
But um, there's also just that, that archetype. Um, I, I see in him a lot of similarities to another cartoon uh, dad that I love, which is Hank Hill. Uh-huh. Just, just in that they are... 100% them always. Yeah, they can't help themselves. Yeah. They have to they have to tell you the things that are bothering yes, them. Yes, and it's it's you know, it's going to happen and you know, it's going to be rote, it's going to be, you know, precise and this is how we're going to do it. They care a lot. And they and they care a lot. And um I just I did not expect that like that would be my favorite character at the end of the series. But I do, I, I do. He's he's my fave, and I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and and again, like I, the, the all the main cast, you know, they turned out they did a great job, even with their women characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Sorceress, which I did not expect. I I, did, I really do, I don't know that I expected that either. This is a called He Man. It's like yeah. the Little Rascals joke. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and we've got Marlena, the Rainbow Warrior episode, uh-huh. which you know was my favorite probably of the uh-huh. whole series. Um, you know, and of course they, you know, did great with Tila and the Sorceress and, and all of that. Um, but yeah, no, I am completely surprised by how much I love uh-huh. Duncan. But he's my dude. I love him. I love him. So use your common sense and think about what you're doing. It's better to be safe than sorry. I was a little surprised, too, I, for the same reasons that somebody who cares so much, they... they cannot be flexible they have to be themselves it's it's hilarious so i did like him maybe for similar reasons to me i was really surprised about how charmed i was by prince adam because you know in popular culture we sort of think about him as like a ridiculous sort of meme you know we've seen all the youtube videos and everything but the impression i took away from adam is not that he was just like um silly and a foolish he seems it's almost more of like a a bruce wayne thing to me where he's like he's very urbane and kind of like kind of very socially adept and 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 knows how to charm people in society i mean you know in the early character descriptions and stuff you know they wanted to make him sort of like um like a palace fop you know but i i just think he's super sharp and knows he's funny and would probably be like great at a party and knowing how to hold court in a conversation i think he knows he's funny and that's the difference yeah we did give him a a very hard time early in the show but i mean of course in a good-natured way but yeah i I did really come around to adam as well he's he's a lot more self-aware than i think we think of him i think he's very aware of who he is and very sharp and and he's he's super funny for that reason to me. So do you, just do you feel like he's, he is playing a role to try to dumb himself down? Well, I think you know when you listen to it or whatever, I think you could draw a picture of He-Man that's kind of similar. He-Man's pretty self-aware and He-Man's pretty funny a lot of times. So I think He-Man just sort of leans more into that when he's Adam. In in my in my drawing of him, I think that makes him. a lot of sense. I think yeah. he I think He-Man's actually pretty 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 sharp or or at least is very uh, socially uh intelligent and so I, I think he just leans into that for prince adam do you feel like his humor is very dry though <laughs> like like well i mean well, we talk we joke around a bit like it's just like dad humor almost or whatever like. definitely but I, and i think he knows that yeah. i think yeah, yeah. I, at least, I, mean, I know again. that's that that's what i was trying yeah. to get at like and even like prince adam i think he could push the push the mm-hmm. to, to to dad humor definitely yeah 
Yeah. 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 Well, I've developed enough character for one day. I mean, look around. So, so what about what about you, Scott? Who's who who uh, really sticks with you that that you sort of grew to have a, a relationship with in your brain? Um. I. Uh, uh, well. I. I mean, as an adult, I. I do. I mean, I do like the interactions of the henchmen mm-hmm. for, for Skeletor, like uh, 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 Merman and Beastman, just like... That was neat, just, yeah. yeah I, I, there's, a, there's like two or three episodes that they're in, and they're just like, they're like batting back and forth at each other. And they were almost and, friends. Yeah, you know, it was like, I, I it was like. just like, yeah, it was like a co-worker, you know, whatever, that you, you're, you know, you're friends with, and you can, you know, I just, I imagine them being in like a break room somewhere, and they're like... Heating up their uh, hot pockets, and they're, <laughs> like, they're like, "Hey man, what, what flavor you got?" And it's like, "Oh man, that's better than mine," you know, like, or you know, whatever. It's just, it just it, that that whole aspect of it, and that interactions and stuff like that. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed that stuff. Well, um, that um, character, character yeah, yeah, wise. yeah. I think that's also a good example of what we were just talking about, where it gives you just enough where you can have an imagination about their lives. Like you just imagine them in the break room and it's like a funny thing to think about because we got just enough to where your imagination can kind of go forward from it. Like you see enough of their relationship where you can kind of create this, you know, a deeper backstory or like more funny interactions between the two of them. Well, as, and, a, as an adult, too, I, I think it's really interesting where we can start to see them as real people. Like you're thinking of like Merman and Beastman as just like adults and like them having <laughs> right. a job. And it really colors them in a more yeah. interesting way. And you get to see their um, human weaknesses more and it makes them richer and the world richer yeah. uh, i just i like that yeah oh uh, yeah I, but and as a kid you would do you'd never see it would yeah. just be like silly you know something funny is happening but you don't necessarily yeah. pick up on the subtlety of it yeah yeah well i hope you're happy fool now we're both in trouble oh i don't know it's kind of nice to be home um well maybe same thing with Shira. I'm trying to think if there was anyone I just wound up loving and I didn't. Well, you love Seahawk, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's my fave. Right. Uh, yeah. All right. Sorry. Uh, I, just, I just had to. Oh, I know Rebecca loved the trolls. I do like the trolls. I do like the trolls of Spike Heart. That they're yeah. good people. I did, I guess the thing that I did like the best in Shira was that's the sense that there are all these different factions, all these these different people and all these different species living on Etheria and they are going to have to be diplomatic and have relations with all of them if they ever have any hope of winning the rebellion. And I do love that. And so, like, again, uh, the, the, the trolls of Spikeheart. I love them. Um, well, to me, they were like the goblins in He-Man, too. For some, they, they were a good way to help show the breadth of the, of the yeah. world. And So I did like that. I, I w- and there were and, other cultures, too. And then, of course, I do love the idea that here's this, like, this beautiful land that's got beautiful princesses everywhere, <laughs> you know? And you've got, like, Castispella hanging out, and you've got Angela on the throne of Bright Moon. <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous, and I do enjoy that. But I don't know if I ever, if I had a character in She-Ra that I just really, really... I thought you really liked Imp. I do like Imp. I do Imp. like Imp. I don't know if I, like, I don't feel like... Imp doesn't resonate with me, though. Or, uh, what was the prince, the prince name? The prince of... Oh, I, I liked Prince Zed. Prince Zed, there you yeah, go. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like... 
they you really, to titter more, though. They did. <laughs> more tittering. <laughs> I guess it, since we were literally just talking about how, you know, when you watch it as an adult, you think about someone having to go to work every day and, like, you know, clocking in somewhere. And so I really enjoyed Hordak. For that yeah, reason, uh, because he, he was, almost seems the most relatable in that way. He was because he was just trying to do his job and like never quite succeeding at it, and then just being generally glum and just having a lot of ennui. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so for that reason, Hordak was very relatable, and uh, I probably enjoyed him more hmm. than anybody else. Of all things considered, even though I, you know, of course I loved Shira, she was adorable, but yeah, Hordak was probably my favorite overall. Pound for pound. Why does everything happen to me? And, and, I mean, that whole family of them, I mean, Shadow Weaver sort of had the had something similar going on, too, you know, where she had that rich backstory and she had to make uh, sacrifices to be successful in her in her life now. And then she has the string relationship with her daughter and everything. They're almost more, they're almost, uh, they're better drawn characters than anybody else. Hordex inner circle, I guess. Yeah. So I would say, I would say for me, I, I don't know if they necessarily got him to his potential, but the building blocks were there. I, I really liked Bo as a character a lot because he is another one of those people who couldn't help himself. Yeah. And <laughs> and my house. <laughs> right. Bo's <laughs> magic wand. Highlight. Yeah, and and he uh, <laughs> and he was he was one you know I'll help you rebuild it. I've heard um, R- Ricky Gervais talk talk about this before about you know maybe the best way to explain like men in this generation is like people who think they've come farther than they have, and I don't know if Bo really thinks that or um, if he wants to believe it's true, but it makes him a really funny and interesting character because he's just, he has to ride on this confidence to succeed. You know, we're just compared to King of the Hill. To me, he's, he's maybe Peggy Hill in some ways. <laughs> I like that. Um, and, so, uh. and so he's, he's going to live as if this is true. And um, I, I think that's um, charming and, and funny. Yeah, I did like Bo's character a mm-hmm. lot too. Did you see that, Adora? My timing's getting a lot better. Uh huh. Who, who do you like, Scott? You know the the person the well person, uh, uh, horse that really stood up. Unicorn. <laughs> what is it? What was he? What's Swiftwind? He's half. I mean, he turns into a unicorn, right? I guess we have to say he's a unicorn because otherwise yeah. his wife's people will shun him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. I do love so, Swiftwind. Yes. So so Swiftwind for me just really always stood out. He he has he's he's witty. And he, he has a he has an awesome raspy voice. Um, he's married to a unicorn. Um, Good looking unicorn. Exactly, <laughs> the best looking. She's pretty like a lady. Uh, I he's know. cool. I, I yeah, just, I, yeah. I just I, I just like him. He's, he had you know, a cool energy. Like yeah. he, you couldn't get him riled up. He was dependable. And I was, I was trying to think of some other characters that I I mean, seeing some stuff with Shadow Weaver. I did like it, and I feel like she could have her. She could basically almost have her own series, mm-hmm. yeah, because of just like stuff that happened, and that. And uh, I, it would be, it would be good, and I would watch it. I, I would too. For, so, so I'll go Swift Wind for good, and Shadow Weaver for bad. Okay, okay. those yeah. are those are solid. Those are solid. Come forth, my pretties. Great, let's go. Yeah. Um. Well. <laughs> 
No one wants to come out and admit to having like a late blooming love for Madame Raz. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, Raz gets she got okay. She's yeah, okay. yeah. She, I can they, accept. They her. really are. I, really her oh, no, I mean, Looky, come on. Yeah, yeah. Where, look, where's, where's the Looky? Uh, love? <laughs> where's the Looky love? <laughs> looky is just stricken from the record. I just, <laughs> I just can't even acknowledge Weird. the reality. Weird. I'm in your living room, and you're like, get out! Oh my god. Uh, I still, I never got overlooked. Let's have this hyper realistic um, fantasy setting that we uh, lovingly crafted, and then let's put this rainbow bright creature at the end of it. Yeah, L- Looky was the worst. I stand by that opinion. Well, hey, it's Looky again. You know, uh, I don't know how often um, we, we get a chance to look at it, but we painstakingly kept records of our ratings for all of these episodes and you can see them on our uh, website you can even search by episode and and see how we rated them but i thought it'd be fun to um talk about how we remember our favorite or least favorite episodes and how that matched up with how we actually rated them rebecca you mentioned that did you say the rainbow warrior was your favorite yeah it was my favorite do you remember your least favorite or what's your least favorite in your memory or types of episodes even if you can't remember your least favorite now i know i just kind of glanced through i remember in he-man really hating the one where tila had to go in that stupid chess game of that dumb man uh-huh. to tila's trials yeah maybe tila's something something yeah. something something i remember really not liking that um and I believe there was a lot of tell Tila going on in there. Uh-huh. Just hashtag, because we never did hashtag tell Tila. Yeah. I don't know why not. Um, I, anything with that always just drove me crazy. I mm-hmm. really disliked that. And then Shira, of course, we know that one of my least favorite was uh, the one we did very recently, which was Swifty's Baby. <laughs> yeah. Did not. That was care a great for. episode that we it did. Was fun I, re- to I really talk enjoyed about, that show, but yeah. but it was a terrible episode yeah. of the show. Yeah. And then, of course, I don't know that She-Ra ever got better for me than, like, the, I guess, the third episode in She-Ra Unchained, where, like, mm-hmm. you know, we finally got to see the transformation after waiting this so was, long. That was, like, the fantasy novel. Yeah, yeah, it was fantastic, and I don't even know if the show ever got better from that, even though they did have some high points yeah. throughout. But that, that's how I remember those, I guess. Well, that uh, that and that and that is how you how you rated them. Your favorite was um, uh, the Rainbow Warrior. You might have even been tied with the Shira one. If I did my formula right, it might just pick the first instance. <laughs> but uh, it was it was one of those two. And your least favorite was uh, Tila's Trial. So that makes sense. Um, and I you know I had to put these together. So. Um, I'm sort of cheating. I remember I got really excited about one of the Orko episodes. I don't know if you remember <laughs> when he when he goes there with his uncle. And it's the one. No, it's the one he goes there and they fight the monster dragoon and then he um, gets married at the end, kind of. And we had some discussion about that. Oh. I, I still really like that one. Um, and was that your favorite one? And it was my highest rated one. That is ridiculous. And then <laughs> and then um, one one of the rough ones was a lightning round one where. Uh, um, they have the guy from space who eats a lot and mind controls She-Ra's friends, and it was called Hordak's Power Play. It's like, it wasn't particularly good. It wasn't that memorable. So, um, anyway, Orko is great. But, you know, if I, if I wanted to, you know, put something on my tombstone or whatever, <laughs> I think I'm going to, I think I'd probably have to go with uh, the Rainbow Warrior <laughs> if I really wanted to. Scott, what do you, how do you remember your uh, favorite or least favorite ones? And if you can't remember specific ones, the type of episode you liked or the type of episode you didn't like. Uh, I the, my favorite T-Man one was Skeletor. Skeletor's everywhere. Uh-huh. That was an amazing one. Yeah. I did love that, was, that one. Yeah, that was very fun. That was yeah. And God, what was the He-Man one? I also want to put in a shout out for Prince Adam No More. Also, yeah, it was, that was one cool. of my one of my faves. Anyway, 
Well, I don't know if it hel- helps you. That your least favorite one that you rated w- was uh, Temple of the Sun. Well, you can't remember it, so at least at least at least you don't have that <laughs> so painful that memory with you. you. Yeah, know? I think so. Okay, yeah, I know. I I think I do. It was not. It was just yes, I remember it. I think my favorite part of that was he, he he rubbed the sand so fast <laughs> it turned into glass. <laughs> yes. And then he encapsulated a scor- a giant scorpion in the in an aquarium. Well, I like that your least favorite one. You even find a way to like it. That's, that's <laughs> nice. Was, I think that was, was the only cool that was the only good part about it because <laughs> it was so ridiculous. And then she rubbed. She wrote, I have to say, the first five episodes should just be one. And then and they sh- did do that with a movie, but they bro- broke it up. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just, you know, that those pinnacle things. I, I There was a couple other episodes that were good. What was a really terrible one? <laughs> uh, you didn't even have to watch the one about Lookie's girlfriend, which Will was, had to watch. It was later. <laughs> and there's there's a couple of terrible ones later, and later, and they were just like throwaway episodes, and you're like, why? Why are you even doing yeah, that? Yeah, there like, were uh, mo- most of them were okay. Uh, they had some luxury ones about like you know the environment, like the wild child. That one was terrible. Anytime in Shira where they wandered into a group of people who were cutesy looking, it's like, oh, what's this gonna be? And it was always, it was always a slog. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. I would tell anyone um, who maybe has watched He Man or thinks about it positively, but maybe has not watched Shira because you are a boy and you did not think you should watch it. <laughs> watch the first five. You know, watch them. It's, it's, it's a good story. And then you don't have to watch all the ones with Lucky's girlfriend and the various princesses. Unless, you're, you, know, unless you want to see the various maybe, princesses. Maybe watch, watch those and then find the ones with the trolls. <laughs> trolls are good. <laughs> Again, for a sense of scale and impact of both the series, it's estimated that Motu brought in about $2 billion before the bubble burst on He-Man due to an overcrowded market and overproduction of toys and a bunch of other factors. Uh, but now there's a bunch of different Motu media and merchandise still keeping the property of alive. Um, Super Seven is doing a fantastic job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, and there, there, you know, you're, I'm sure you're aware there are other um, He-Man series. There's the two, 2000s era He-Man. There was the 90s He-Man where um, he went into the future, and they keep trying to uh, resurrect a movie. We were just talking with one of our. Uh, buddies at work about the rights getting transferred again so at some point i think we're going to see a he-man movie um so there's there's a uh, still still stuff out there oh and obviously the new i'm shira series on netflix that's gonna gonna start pretty soon oh sorry i just wanted to say uh you can cut this or whatever uh uh the missing axe that's oh, but then had the lying Mark. children. Yeah, that was okay, funny. Okay, it was a terrible episode. It, <laughs> it was, was important a terrible to us. Episode, but I loved the terrible children. I loved the, how terrible they were. That was just, it was dreadful, but I loved it. I want, I want to wear that outfit and chop wood. <laughs> that's, that's, that, that's my goal in life. We love you, Mock. Yes. Uh, Mock, un, our unsung hero. The unsung hero of She-Ra, Princess of Power. And and I will say I, I have enjoyed just as, as another kind of wrap up. Just we we crammed a lot of stuff into these episodes, including our special segments that we just did for funsies, and I don't even really know why sometimes. <laughs> but I really did enjoy, it and I wish we would have done it again. And maybe we'll bring it back sometime. But horde troopers, the cops, and Etheria, basically. Mm-hmm. 
the bad villagers, bad villagers. Like, I thought that was really fun. I really enjoyed doing that. That and the 21 Jump Street uh, ripoff that we did about about the rebellion looking for horde spies in a school. That was very stupid and fun. And anyway, I just want to say I really love that. And um, I don't even know what episodes those were on, but go give them a listen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we we did we did work pretty hard hard on those. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier about what we hope we got out of the show. And one of the things I liked was that we were using sort of as a vehicle to, you know, expand our skills and, and make ourselves work on creative stuff. Cause that's the stuff that matters, not the stuff you do at your job. That's right. And, and you know, sort of in, in the, in the same vein, another thing I wanted to mention is I think when people know that you like comic books or He-Man or that sort of thing, I think they might assume that you like to wallow in nostalgia or pining for old times or things like that. But you know, for, for me, and I, I assume people like us, it isn't about that. It's, it's about being able to understand things in your past so that you have a, a framework for a, appreciating things now. You know, you're getting more in touch with the things you like. So it's, it, it's, a, it's, a way, it's a way to help you be, be creative now. It's, it's, a, it's a way to incorporate those things into your life because it informs the things that you like and, and don't like and things that get you excited. So there's no reason you shouldn't be able to carry it to your current life. So that's why, that's why we do creative. That's, that's why it, it was such a good vehicle for us to work on creative projects, I suppose. That is also true. Well, since we are talking about uh, the uh, great creative projects, we've been teasing for a while. This isn't uh, really the end of our podcast, even though this is the last you know, formal He-Man and, uh, and She-Ra review show. But we do have... Um, some future plans uh, for our show. So, should we talk about them? <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. All right. So, obviously, we can't keep up a weekly podcast about He-Man forever. <laughs> Try as we might. We I mean, ran out of episodes. It's I mean, right. He-Man couldn't do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they couldn't do it. <laughs> right. However, so, so I've got a couple of ideas here. We're going to drop some new things in your podcast feed and you can unsubscribe whatever no, you it'll, can't. it'll only hurt my feelings a little bit um you can't <laughs> no you, i mean you can't uns- they won't let you you you're stuck with us um once you hit subscribe you're done you're, you're, you're just, done you just keep subscribing you we have your soul <laughs> <laughs> so one thing that we've got coming up uh it, it, when this comes out this is september the middle of september uh and that means that it's halloween Okay, it's always Halloween in my heart, but this is especially (laughs) Halloween, and it's definitely Halloween. And so what we're going to do in time for Halloween is drop upon you a six-episode, basically radio drama about a Halloween town called Curdle Holler. And uh, if you follow me on Instagram, at Robot Pageant, you will see that I have a little miniature town uh, modeled after sort of the little max spooky town uh, Halloween village but I've made it myself out of like painting old Christmas villages from Goodwill and like I made a base out of paper mache and I followed like tutorials from the DM Scotty mm-hmm. uh, dungeon master things. Those are fun. Those are fun. Um, but anyway I, I say all that to say I've got this crazy like fun little world 
that I've been sort of building in miniature form, but we're doing a little drama about what that place may be like if it were a real place. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a mini series. I, I would say, even though it's a radio drama, it's probably more in the style of like a like a modern cartoon, you know. Sure. So, um, but uh, we're a radio comedy. Yeah, we're hard at work on on it now, um, and I think it'll I think it'll be really fun. I, I think I think a, there's a lot of overlap with our show and people who like Halloween. I think I think it'll be pretty fun. Yeah, so that's just a thing. We'll that's try to release thing. them all at the same time, too, so you can get all six at one time, you know. It'll be fun. So that's coming up. So, like, don't be sad that, like, you'll never, you know, we won't be around. That's going to happen. That's happening around Halloween, the week before well, Halloween. Well, um, you know, for, especially for anybody who subscribed to the newsletter, we'll um, release some updates as we're working on it so so you remember. And also, we're, we'll still be um, on um, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and be talking about it. Yes, so that's definitely happening. And then an idea that I've had um, pretty recently, I think, to kind of keep our series alive as well. Occasionally, perhaps quarterly, we were thinking about going back and maybe picking a handful of episodes that we maybe had done in lightning rounds of He-Man and we wanted to maybe give a little more attention to. And so we were thinking about maybe, you know, seasonally just kind of hitting you with a couple of fresh episodes um, where we're not on a weekly schedule, but right. we will definitely maybe revisit some of those ones that we were like, oh, I wish I would have watched that one. It sounded mm-hmm. good. Yeah, we, um, you know, it, it may be that um, maybe we'll look at another series too. Like maybe when the Shira one comes out, we'll watch some of that and sort of give a an overall re- review of that. Um, or maybe we might look at some of the other uh, He-Man properties and things like that. But yeah, because yeah. they're all dumped at once. So I mean, we can yeah, we can give a whole review right. of the whole season pretty right. Um, so yeah. if you're still if you're still interested in the, in the uh, He-Man and She-Ra content, we'll we'll try to uh, still check in with you a we'll little bit. We'll still on that. be doing that too. Um, we can also play with our toys on air, right? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> and that people will listen to that, right? <laughs> I think so. So yeah, so stay, so stay subscribed to the newsletter and um, also. Um, you know, stay connected with us on uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Instagram, and and also uh, j- just for fun, because I think everybody who listens is, is very very nice people. Uh, if you if you want to follow uh, me on um, uh, Twitter or Instagram, uh, my uh, what do they call that? My handle or whatever now <laughs> is uh, Senator Cyborg, all all one one phrase. Um, and uh, and uh, Scott, any anybody if anybody wants to follow you, is there? What can they look for? Um. On which property, I guess. Well, whichever uh, one you want to share. Um, so if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's just SWH8008. If you look at a calculator, <laughs> I, won't, I, won't, I, won't, I won't say the joke. <laughs> if you get my joke, then that's good. <laughs> then you're definitely the kind of dude who should be following him on Instagram. <laughs> Scott goes to the zoo a lot also. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll be around. This is not the end. This is not goodbye. So, so yeah, so I, yeah, like I, I, I hate the last episode of uh, anything. So we're not going anywhere. Will refuses to watch the last episode of shows. Like I, he just won't watch. I them. think it's, ri- I think it's ridiculous and mawkish and unnecessarily maudlin. Like lo- life goes on. There are lots of new adventures. Quit being a drama queen about it. Don't be a diva. There's still, still lots of good adventures to be had, and that's what we're going to do. And so uh, look for our um, new sh- new um, uh, program that we're going to release in October, and we're going to still uh, stay plugged in. And you can always get in touch with us on um, Twitter or send us an email at uh, rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Um, we'll stay in touch, and we look forward to releasing more cool stuff and trying to push ourselves to um, 
put put more things out there. And we, we uh, love hearing from you on uh, social media. And uh, if you have anything you want us to check out, uh, let us know. And uh, uh, anything else, guys? I wanted to do a goodbye song, but that's too sad. You said I can't. Will said Will Will said we can't say goodbye. We you say you say what do you say? Good journeys. Good journeys. <laughs> Good journeys are coming today. <laughs> okay, well that is our He-Man and She-Ra show. Stay tuned in October for our special Halloween miniseries, Curdle Holler, a story about the most important election of your afterlife. You can visit thewizardsnightshirt.com for a complete list of all of our review episodes and all of our ratings and pretty soon information about our new projects. If you have any questions or comments for us uh, or just want to say hi in the meantime, uh, you can email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. You can also follow us on Facebook. Oh my God, I like this like so. Ignore this. <laughs> We have a good time on no, it. We have a good time no, on the show. I'm, it's good. I'm emotional. And we'll be we'll be back in October. It's okay. We also we just said this for like the past half hour. So anyway, <laughs> we're telling your house robot to play the Wizards Night Your Podcast. Uh, we want to thank you for listening to our He-Man and She-Ra review show, but the Wizards Nightshirt isn't going anywhere. We'll see you soon. In the meantime, please remember, we've only got three Chromons left until we see you again. <laughs> What was it that Duncan said in his last? Uh, That's uh, like two weeks after the like, half full just, moon. <laughs> just think about what, just you're, think about what doing. you're doing. <laughs> just think about what you're doing. <laughs> he's, he's so disgusted with old children. <laughs> <laughs> Bones. 
Tonight. 